0: Welcome to the Fatherhood Challenge program. The Fatherhood Challenge is a movement to awaken and inspire fathers everywhere to take great pride in their role and to challenge society to understand how important fathers are to the stability of an environment and culture. We're going to encourage and challenge each other to step up and do courageous things that make our families and communities better places. So let's get to it. Greetings, everyone. Thank you so much for joining me. It's always good to have you with me. My guest is Royal Bradley, and I brought him on because he's had a very extensive military career. And I thought he would be able to provide a very interesting perspective and background of what it's like for dads who have been in the military. Some of the struggles that they go through, some of the challenges for civilians to have a little bit of an understanding of what that looks like and for veterans to have another side of it, to be able to understand from somebody who's already been through it and things that they did to overcome some of those challenges. So Royal, thank you so much for being with us.
1: Not a problem. Appreciate so, your, your advice.
0: We like to start off with a dad joke, just to keep to our, tra- to, just to keep to our tradition. Did you have one for us by chance?
1: Uh, Let's see. What crime do blacksmiths most commonly get charged with? Hmm. Forgery. I... <laughs> well, let's see. I, my, I like next go-to,
0: my next go to is
1: uh, how do you tell the difference between an alligator and a crocodile?
0: Mm, I have no idea.
1: Well you see one later and you see one after a while. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I say that to I say that to uh to our boys all the time uh they go out the door or whatever, and I'll say uh you <laughs> a wild crocodile yep. they love it, it get some laughing every time, okay, so let's get into some really uh deep questions and start with let's start with your military career. Tell me about your military career, why you went in, it, and some of the accomplishments during your time in the service
1: okay, so I had a very interesting path uh into my military service. Uh, I think I've seen the movie Top Gun and always wanted to join after that. Uh, and I know Top Gun 2 is coming out here shortly, but it was really probably the kicker. Uh, but I tore my ACL in sports when I was 14 and the military, any military branch had a moratorium of 10 years on getting in after that kind of surgery, the ACL reconstruction. So I tried to sign up probably seven, eight times, and I believe it was on my ninth time uh that I got in and that was post 9-11 uh and about a day after I watched you know CNN and Fox News and watched the soldiers go across the berm there uh, in 2003 into Iraq and um uh, I just felt called to serve felt uh that you know I had a or had an advantage in that kind of work environment so that's how I made it into the service and Again, that was post 9-11. I would have loved to have gone in a lot earlier, but the uh, that wasn't in the stars for me. And then some of my accomplishments, I would guess probably my first accomplishment was making it through basic training, because I went in. You wouldn't think so, but I went in a little older. I was I turned twenty six in basic training, and uh, so I was the oldest person I believe in my basic training platoon. Um. And twenty six is not very old, but there's a reason why they try to get eighteen and twenty year olds in there. It is rigorous, so that was my first accomplishment. And then after that, probably due to my five or six years of real life uh, work environment experience, you know, I just uh, they couldn't promote me fast enough. Uh, I was squared away, and uh, my confidence level was up there. And uh, basically, they promoted me as fast as the uh, military regulations would allow for the Army. So those progressive promotions were probably a great accomplishment. And then, uh, you know, I got to deploy with Easy Company in the second 506th, uh, once to Iraq for a year, and then twice to Afghanistan. Um, And I got to serve my country there and uh coming home from those uh, I think those were very eye-opening and awakening experiences and accomplishments at the same time
0: That's amazing. That's a very very impressive career. What was the transition like for you when you left and got into civilian life?
1: I guess it's easier for some people when they when they expect it. Um but mine mine wasn't really a choice on my part. I was medically separated due to an injury that I had sustained uh, several years before in an IED explosion I just couldn't do push-ups and that was that was a requirement to maintain physical fitness in the military so I got separated uh, and I had I had about three months basically to get my things in order and hit the civilian workforce the the military at the time it was 2014 they were really ramping up. Um, a lot of their services when it comes to getting veterans employed, I got help with resumes, uh, went to some job fairs, uh, but ultimately I ended up getting a job through connections and, uh, networks, uh, with a, a startup medical device company in California and that needed project management and operational management skills, which I attained quite a bit in the last several years of my military experience. So, Uh, and then basically from there kind of uh, grew in love with the startup environment. And now I kind of specialize in getting companies off the, off the ground and profitable from a very early stage.
0: Did you become a father during the time that you were in the military or did that happen afterwards?
1: I have four children, so I'm going to have to answer yes to both of those right i had my first daughter uh probably 11 months before i joined the military so when i went off to basic training my wife had an 11 month old and uh it's it's ironic because that's one of the things that actually stick out about my service due to my deployments um obviously i missed my first daughter's first birthday when i was in basic training and then my deployments, I, I missed my second daughter's first birthday and my son's first birthday. It wasn't until I was on kind of a, a, a military training organization here uh, at Fort Hood, Texas, that I was able to actually celebrate my fourth daughter's first birthday with her. And it was it was really, really nice.
0: How did being a dad impact you personally, not just from a military standpoint, but also from a civilian standpoint?
1: I think from a civilian standpoint uh and this has been a bonus throughout my military career my civilian career is I'm always a profession uh, perfectionist right and being that way I feel like just since my first daughter was born I've always been behind the curve I've never been uh 100% ready right and you know you hear this commonly when it, especially when it comes to finances if you wait until you're ready to have a kid, you'll never have a child.
0: I've heard so, that so many times.
1: <laughs> so jumped right in. Uh, just jumped right in. Always been behind the curve. Never, you know, I guess always struggling to meet my my own expectations. Um, and it, kind of the self assessment would be maybe I'm in the eighty ninety percent percentile of meeting my meeting my goals as a father. But um, I'm always, you know, I'm just like everybody else. I'm just not perfect. So as much as I wish I were. Uh, from a from a military perspective, I, I want to get into this a little bit later. But from a military perspective, it really made me cherish the times that I did get to spend with uh, family and with my children. And it allowed me to kind of back off from some of the, I'll, I'll call them luxuries, that people seem to think they need. To be able to enjoy family and friends and children, and some of these luxuries are like you know vacations and uh, nice homes with sidewalks and all this other stuff, right? You know, you know when you're in E3, E4, E5 in the military, you you are not making a a lot of money even with your housing stipend. You're you're well below your peers in the civilian world. So just basically learned you know through by utilizing my family and enjoying my family more and also, uh, the deep friendship and connections I had, uh, with my brothers in arms, uh, and kind of utilizing them and their network of friends and family. We could really kind of enjoy just squeeze a lot of enjoyment out of life, you know, without a trip to Disney world or, you know, um, the Eiffel Tower or anything like that. Don't get me wrong; those things are great, and family super enjoy them too. I'm just saying, from a military perspective and fatherhood, uh, that was probably something I had no choice but to focus on if I wanted to squeeze that that extra ounce of uh, family time with my children and wife.
0: Do you feel that there's a big difference between how military dads and civilian dads connect with their kids? not just physically, but even emotionally too? And if so, what's the difference?
1: I, I don't know how big of a difference it is. It's, it's definitely two different perspectives, right? Uh, there, there's just some aspects of having a military career that are, are missing from a civilian career. And most of those aspects are probably not positive. They're being stationed away for temporary duty or deployments or rotations to training locations that are away from your family school stuff like that and then you're always in the military on the back of your mind it's always a possibility that you know you don't come home from something somewhere sometime and they really drive that in because they're good on uh you know the the benefits and keeping up with that and every time you go anywhere you make sure that you have a a will and your power of attorneys are all squared away and you got to go through this big, long checklist. They don't just let you walk out on your, on your family. And generally speaking, uh, your chain of command is, is responsible for making sure that you take care of your family at home. And it's not a problem for a lot of people, but it it always keeps things, uh, of a negative nature close to your heart when it comes to, you know, your future with your family. Does that make sense?
0: That does make sense. And a lot of what I'm hearing from you, is that you were very deliberate, very purposeful in making sure that your family was taken care of. I mean, there's things and there's circumstances that come up, such as a deployment. I mean, that's that's not really within your control. And this is just one of those things that we call life. And in the military world, this is your job. This is your responsibility. And uh, in that kind of a setting, you were very purposeful about making sure that you made the most of the time that you had with your kids. And from what I'm hearing for you, it was all about quality time. It wasn't about things. It wasn't about the luxuries. It was about the quality time. So they would take those memories away with them during the long stretches. Does that sound fair enough?
1: That that seems pretty fair. And you know, um, there, there's totally an aspect of youth and several other sociological and physiological aspects or psychological aspects that go into this so yeah I spent a lot of time with family but I also spent a lot of time developing uh, a deep working relationship with those that I served with uh, not too many weekends went by where there wasn't some sort of interaction going over to a friend's house for supper or them coming over to grill out for lunch or you know having a whole party in my house um after coming back from a field exercise or something like that so there was it wasn't 100 percent focused on family there was still other elements involved um that are on the, you know kind of the hierarchy of needs uh those were looked after too but yes there was a lot of deliberate deliberate effort put forward toward the family uh and spending time with children
0: And that part of it I look at as taking care of yourself when you have those friendships that you maintain. That is such an important part of balance of who you are, of understanding and knowing who you are is having those friendships. And that's very, very healthy for you, especially when you are on those long stretches to maintain that, that grounding in that connection. So I think that's awesome that you did that. And so your time with your family and with your kids that's a different need. And you were just as purposeful with both needs, which is something that I think is absolutely amazing. What was your biggest personal challenge that you face inside of you? Just even right now, as you raise your kids, and what would you consider to be your greatest accomplishment as a dad?
1: My, my biggest challenge, um, is how to, is to figure out actually How my dad raised me that gave me what I feel like is a really good work ethic and a good uh, moral grounding, right? I I can look back at uh, you know 18 years uh, of my youth and I just can't see a process. I can't see milestones that informed this in me, Um, but throughout my career and throughout my life. A discipline and work ethic and uh, moral you know a good moral compass have all been very critical to my success and it's something that I want to give to my children and I hope I hope the God that I am um in the same way that my parents did to me that I can't identify now I hope they end up with uh, the same the same ethics and moral compass and those kinds of things that I ended up with that have really benefited me. And just making sure that that happens is probably my biggest challenge because I, I don't know the recipe. um. So I'm just piecing it together as I go.
0: Oh, and that's something else. Uh, your dad was also in the military as well. And so when I'm hearing this, I talk a lot on this program about the importance of dads leaving a positive legacy for your kids. And I'm hearing you being very purposeful about that. You're very mindful about the lessons that your dad tried to leave with you and tried to impart on you. And you're trying to do the same thing and pass that work ethic, that wisdom onto your kids. And that's something I think is absolutely amazing. It's, it's something
1: that I'm working at. I just, um, you know, when I look back at everything, like I said, I can't. I can't tell what specifically it was, so it's a collection of things, right? And I'm just hoping, you know, with everything that I do, uh, I reflect upon things. I'm still not perfect, and there's a lot of things I probably shouldn't have done as a father so far, Um, but just reflecting and trying to keep those things positive and geared toward those positive outcomes that I had uh, and and build upon those because I I think it's, you know, an obligation to a better of family by generation and so uh things like you know my dad when he graduated from high school not many of his friends did so there was an obligation it wasn't his job to make sure that i graduated from college it's his job to make sure that i graduated from high school i did and so if i were to take that and just put that framework of a of betterment over it you know it's not my job is to make sure my kids go to college or get some sort of secondary education right Not necessarily their PhD, that can fall to the next uh, generation, if you will. Uh, But I think that's a responsibility of fathers and parents in general, uh, just to continually make that forward progress when it comes to their family and bettering the the education and the wealth of their family.
0: Scripture talks about leaving an inheritance and. That is the word I hear the most and throughout most translations is leaving an inheritance. I used to read that and always interpret that as as a financial or as an asset um, inheritance or interpretation of inheritance. It was an asset. It was something tangible. It was something physical or it was something monetary. And I recently discovered that's not really what it's talking about. It's talking about things like values. That's what I hear you trying to do. And it's a progress thing. It's you kind of figure it out as you go along. There's no exact manual that tells you day-to-day checklist how you do this. You're just figuring out as you go along. And that's the wisdom of God just working through you as you're trying to figure this out, pointing things out to you. But Yeah,
1: you know, it's it's, it's very specific to you, right? It's specific to the individual there's a lot of individuals and I know some of them having served with them being friends with people now you know if it might be that your father was just never there and the way you better your family and your children's future is that you are there even if there's even if there's a divorce even if there's distance or even if the parents stay together you you are there for your
0: child And there's You hit it right on the head because this whole conversation is one application of something we've talked about a lot, which is being present. That's just the military's one lens to it. I recently had a discussion with another dad and his lens was divorce. It was, it was the broken comb, figuring out how to still be available for your kids how to make sure that their life is still as stable as possible, that they understand that they have a dad who is emotionally available for them and the physical time that they spend together isn't always quantity, but it sure is quality. And they know that and take that away. So that's one lens. And so the military is just another lens to view the exact same thing. Yeah, I get. So
1: speak highly enough of that you know I I unfortunately went through a divorce as well and uh you can't to me there's a lot of and I see it with other friends that I have and acquaintances there's a lot of using divorce as an excuse and you know we have so much statistical evidence about how divorce harms children and everything like that but it doesn't have to be that way if you're disciplined and you're motivated you don't have to use those kinds of circumstances, primarily divorce, as an excuse, well, my child is already X amount of percent likely to not pass high school or whatever because we're divorced. That's just not an option if you were, in fact, trying to always keep your family and your children moving in the right direction.
0: That is absolutely true. And that's just it. I say no excuses, and a lot of the people – that I've talked to have had the same mindset. Uh, My previous guests have had the same mindset. You certainly have the same mindset. And I think it's amazing that you've had those two things. Yes. You've had the divorce and you've had the time away for military service. And you still were very purposeful in both of those circumstances. And so that sends a clear message to every dad listening that there absolutely are no excuses. Absolutely none. Your kids are there. They are looking to you. They need that time with you. They crave and they want that time with you. And so you make every single effort you can to remove every obstacle out of the way. And uh, Royal, you are a living testimony and example to that. And so I think that's really, really awesome.
1: Yeah. And, you know, I just want to clarify for your listeners that there's no excuses, but I think that sometimes there are constraints, you know, maybe, maybe your job only gives you enough money to visit your kids four times a year. If that's all the money it gives you, and you're doing that and you're having those precious moments um, during those four visits, um, just because of, let's say, you know, you live in, um, New York and your spouse lives in California. Uh, that's something you might run into. And that's not an excuse. That's just a constraint. You can still you can still leverage your assets and your work ethic um, to maybe get there two, four times a year and still be involved in that child's life. It's still better than not being there, right? And of course, you know, stamps have always been, they're less affordable these days, but they're still affordable. You can send cards and make phone calls these days. So you can still be in your kid's life um so there's no excuses there are constraints but those are just obstacles or just barriers to success that you just got to overcome
0: thank you for bringing that up because that's true there are things out of your control and when that happens it becomes all about the quality of that time you take advantage of the times that you do have and in those times you are making sure that your kids are number one in the quality time that you have with them, that you make every single second count. And that is actually, that is doing your best. That is being a hundred percent there and being present within the circumstances that, that life has given you. And so I'm, I'm really glad you, you said that because yeah, you can't, I mean, life is life and you can't just, always be there a hundred percent of the time. That's not realistic for a lot of scenarios. So um, just take advantage of the time that you do have those moments you do have and make the most of those. So I like to conclude with some wisdom and some advice and a challenge for dads that are listening out there. What is your greatest challenge to military dads listening? And what is your challenge to civilian dads? One of the
1: benefits of serving in the military is usually it comes with a lot of purpose, right? You serve in the military because you identify maybe you can take care of your family, make you, make sure your family's safe, and it also provides a paycheck. Um, so there's a lot of purpose in there, and it's usually being a cog of a big machine that protects your loved ones and makes your country better. But you can really get caught up in fulfilling that purpose, you know, so don't underestimate The aspects of being there of being kind and being disciplined and and injecting your children with those fundamental values that you need to be there uh that the that you have to be there to actually get into them right and that would be my that would be my challenge to military fathers uh, because i know how easy it is to get caught up in in the purpose right for civilian fathers i would i would say take a playbook from a military dad Um, scroll through your phone and look at pictures of you right and and try to try to try to take a picture of you that you would want to have next to your casket or think about what songs you want played at your funeral and when you when you do that you kind of oh my gosh this is a little bit more serious you know and there's a song out there uh live like you were dying right and uh, that's really kind of surface level stuff when you're in the military uh, especially for those involved with combat operations so take a playbook uh page from the playbook of the military dad and just kind of go through and and plan out your legacy and plan out what you want your children to come away with and try telling yourself um, you know if you think something's you don't have time for something instead of saying you don't have time for it say it doesn't matter right if you don't feel comfortable saying it doesn't matter and you put, you put that through the lens of you just designed and choreographed your own funeral if that doesn't feel comfortable to you then it really matters and that's where you need to be focused
0: that's powerful it goes back to what do you want your kids to remember about you? Because even those small moments when it's when you're just tired and you want to go do something else and your kids want to go do something with you and that time that you sacrificed to go do something with them is something that they will remember long into adulthood and will make a powerful difference in that connection and bond and their sense of stability and well-being. Royal, that is all the time that we have. I am so thankful that you came on to give us this perspective and to share your experience with us and, and give us some very good wisdom. So, thank you so much for, for coming on here.
1: No problem. Thank you, Grant.
0: If you enjoyed this episode, you can find this one and catch up on others you missed at thefatherhoodchallenge.com. That's thefatherhoodchallenge.com. You can also find and listen to the Fatherhood Challenge on your favorite podcast app. Thank you for listening.